Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. In this episode, we're going to talk about a fairly serious situation that can happen in our lives uh, at work, and it's called burnout. Before we get into this episode, a little disclaimer here. What is in this episode is not intended as medical or mental health advice or, or to be taken in that way. If you sense that you or someone you know is struggling with burnout, then I suggest they find help or you find help, professional help, professional mental health help, or professional medical help, whatever is most appropriate. So let's get into this because burnout is a real issue and it's something that we all have to be aware of. What is burnout? It's a it's a sense that it doesn't matter what you do, it isn't enough. You just don't have much energy left. It seems like you're doing the same thing every day. You're not making progress. You have an overwhelmed mindset. It just feels like your plate is so full that there is no way you'll ever get the things done you need to. And then when you reach the end of a day and and look at what you've been able to accomplish, it just doesn't feel like very much. And you get up the next morning and start to layer on top of all of this, all of this stuff that you've been thinking about that you know isn't working as well as you want, and you feel defeated. Defeat is probably one of the words that best describes this feeling of burnout. Let me share a story with you, and I'm obviously not going to use names or companies, but I was working with an organization in the last few years where I found out down the road that one of the senior leaders had a very significant case of burnout. And it led to some fairly severe consequences for everybody involved. At first, it didn't seem like much, except maybe just a shifting in the language he was using, a bit of a shift in his personality approach to things. He became a little more direct a little more kind of over the top and really in your face kind of approach to things, which a lot of people took as, well, there's just a lot of pressure here and, and we just need to understand he's under a lot of pressure. We'll do the best we can. Um, But that led to other types of behavior. And we started to see things like absences from work that, were above and beyond the norm. We started to see the person disappearing in the middle of the day. We started to see other types of behavior, things not getting done on time, procrastination, frustration, uh, emotional outbursts. This was about the time I realized 
that there was something very significant going on with this individual. Now, there were some things going on in this person's life that could explain some of that, that related to his family. I'm not going to go into those, but it is so easy for us to assume that we know what somebody is dealing with and we write off a change in behavior or we write off just this feeling of unease in ourselves around what's going on with that person to these other things that are going on. And that's the way our brains work. Our brains want to attach a meaning to something we identify, information that comes into our brain, and then we have emotions about that meaning and and what's going on there. And the actions and decisions that we take and make are based on those things. The problem is they're based on assumptions a lot of the time. So let me ask you to do this. I don't have a way to easily assess you right now and your level of burnout or possibly somebody you know, but I think I can ask you a few simple questions that will give you an indication of where you stand on that that highly vital, energized continuum all the way over to full burnout mode. The first question would be, have you seen significant changes in yourself in recent times? Uh, meaning, are you being more harsh with other people? Are Is your self-talk more negative? Are you struggling with relationships where you didn't used to? Are you finding that it's more difficult to access higher cognitive functions, problem-solving skills, critical thinking, strategic thinking? Those are the kinds of things to ask yourself. Do you feel overwhelmed all the time? Do you feel like there's no hope? Do you feel like no matter what you do, it isn't enough? Those are all indications of a potential burnout mindset. And that's something we have to be aware of in ourselves and in others, because it can lead to some some very serious consequences if we don't catch it early and actively do something about it. It's not going to go away on its own. So let's explore in a bit more detail what to look for and what that means and what we can do about it. First, Here's three things to look for. Sustained energy loss. I mean, it's one thing to go through a tough day and feel like you're out of energy. That's one thing. But if it's consistent and it stays that way, that you just seem to be losing more and more energy and can't seem to regain much of it, that's a sign to look for. Another is the loss of higher cognitive functions that I mentioned earlier. And I think this one's really important because it's something we can catch. Have you ever found yourself saying, why can't I figure this out? What is wrong with me? And I think we've all been there. Under high stress, uh, which could also be an indicator or maybe a symptom, so to speak, of burnout, high stress, then we really struggle 
to access those higher cognitive functions, problem-solving, critical thinking, strategic thinking, planning processes, more long-term approaches, and from an emotional aspect, things like hope and optimism are heavily impacted by a mindset that is leading toward burnout. Let me get back to that story for just a minute. As we identified more and more of of symptoms, of things that, and I hate to use the word symptoms because it sounds so medical, but bottom line, the things we observed that were out of the norm, we realized there was a problem and those problems just got bigger. No matter how much support was offered, no matter how much leeway was given, the problems just seemed to continue. And then we started to discover other things, things that the individual was doing that were, that were just wrong. And I really don't want to go into the specifics, but I think you can read between the lines and figure out what some of that could be. And the person's pathway was a very destructive pathway that they were on. And it started to manifest in behaviors and actions that they would have never taken under other circumstances. But burnout is subtle. It doesn't happen all at once. It's cumulative. It happens over time. And that can create some real challenges if we're not observant, if we're not watching, and if we're not aware of our patterns and how they may be changing due to certain circumstances or emotional load that we're under that can create stress. As we dug deeper into what was going on with this individual, we realized that they were far beyond burnout. It had gotten into some very serious consequences. And I think that's where I want to stop the story because the specifics are not important. As much as We have this thing in us that wants to know all the dirt. I'm not going to go into that because that's not what's important here. What's important here is to identify these kinds of pathways as soon as possible and divert ourselves from those pathways, move to a more positive and productive pathway because the consequences can be huge. I mean, for the individual, for their family, for their career, for their financial status, for their health, for so many different areas of your life. It's a serious subject, and it's something we need to take very seriously, but also not see it as something we cannot do something about. This is something we have control over. The choices we make, we have control over those. We need to have pre-built standards and accountability that keeps us on the best path forward. Because when we divert from that path, which we will all do at times, getting back on it is what's important and not allowing ourselves to go down a more negative or destructive path.
So what's the solution to all of this? Well, the first thing I'd like to say is prepare now. Constantly be preparing yourself, not just to oppose the potential of burnout, but to strengthen yourself, to create in yourself more of what I call the internal resources. What are those things? Intrinsic motivation. Build up that, that power of intrinsic motivation in yourself. That, that, think of it as a battery that you're constantly charging, that you can go to and get energy from. Another one is agility. Build up strength in being more agile, more mentally agile, more resilient, uh, able to recognize patterns, able to practice optimism, able to navigate emotions for better outcomes. Now, what I just said to you are several of the competencies of emotional intelligence. So many times I will hear people say, oh, that's soft skills. That, that's, those are nice to have stuff, but you don't really need them. I can tell you that these are, <laughs> they're far more than soft skills. They're human skills. They are critical success skills. If you want to be your best self and live your best life, wherever it is, at home, at work, wherever you are, that's going to come from building up a a reserve of these resources, these emotional intelligence competencies. Harvard, Business Review, Forbes, so many of the very well-known business-related journals and, and publications have just come out and said the one skill necessary for success If you just had to pick one going forward, it's going to be emotional intelligence. So this concept of them being soft skills and not not critical skills is absolutely backward. And I can tell you from my own experience in working with hundreds of people over the last few years, as people become more emotionally intelligent and have more of a whole brain approach to what they're doing, they become more agile, more resilient, more able to deal with difficult circumstances, and frankly, difficult people. They become more aware of their own patterns and the patterns of others. I have seen salespeople become far better salespeople because they're now practicing empathy They're now navigating the emotions in the sales process. These skills are foundational skills to success. And I'm just not trying to sell you these. I'm saying if you want to really understand how your brain works and use your whole brain to get your best possible life, emotional intelligence skill set, that's got to be a part of it. What are the habits of, of a healthy mindset? And again, this is not intended as mental health advice or medical advice at all, but just things I've observed. Number one, rest. One of the things people give up the quickest is sleep and rest. And rest can, t- can be sleep, but it can also be just taking some time 
for yourself. Margin in your life. This is another big one. We have this strange concept that we have to fill every waking moment with something to do. And that includes television and social media. That's a to-do thing. That does not necessarily build in margin in our life. We may enjoy those things, and that's fine. But how much margin have you built into your life? What is margin for? It's time for your brain to rest, to process, to assimilate, to allow yourself that break in the day. And it should be, by the way, multiple breaks in the day. There is another thing to look at here, which is the rhythm of the way that you use your brain. Find the right rhythm. A lot of research is telling us, you know, 50 minutes of focus on work and 10 minutes go away. Do something different. Take a walk. Do something that allows some margin, that allows your brain to regain some energy, to assimilate what you've done over the last 50 minutes. That is a wonderful rhythm to get into. But we have this this culture of busyness that really drives us. And unfortunately, and I love the term, the tyranny of the urgent. Everything is urgent, but is it all important? No, of course it isn't. Are we going to be slaves to the tyranny of the urgent, or will we free ourselves to be our best self by being thoughtful and being focused? And frankly, using our three most important internal assets, time, energy, focus, we control those. We decide where they go. As much as we think other people control those, on those three things, it's a choice. Where are we going to spend those important resources? Just some last thoughts here. If you see the potential signs of burnout in yourself or in someone else, don't wait. Act immediately. Do something about it. Get help. Seek out people you can share the burden with. Whatever it takes, find a way to move back on to that pathway for your best life. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes as we journey together on this pathway to building a healthy organization. Also, check us out on YouTube at the same name, Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. And for additional information, feel free to visit our website, gscfit.com.